cats. Box cats. Box cats. Box cats. Welcome to episode 23 of Box Cutters. My name is Josh Canal. Sitting to my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. No fucking around this week. No kind of wacky TV catchphrase to start off. I'm angry. I'm pissed off. What right, show is that from? I, I can never get these <laughs> things, Ross. Angry and annoyed. It's been a bad week for television. Right. To my right, Mr. Brett Cropley, are, are you happy or angry? Good evening, viewers. I'm sick as a dog. I've been this sick for years. Right. What a great show we have then. <laughs> but hey, I'm still here. I'm still taking one for the team. Don't you worry about that. Box cutters, sick and angry <laughs> this week. Me, I'm fine. Oh, okay. I'm fine. Except... Brett Cropley. Mm. So, do you want to get to your anger now, or is it going to come up mm. during the show? Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up during the show. Okay. Brett Cropley. Yes? You're a mental case. Why? I watched uh, Media Watch last week. Yeah. After, after we taped the show. This week. So, so Monday just gone. No, no, no. Uh, the Monday previous. Because oh, on okay. uh, The first get, one back. Yeah. On ABC2, they, uh, they show them on uh, Thursday nights. And I think you can also get well. it on the on the website, like in real format. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Well, you could, back when it was a good show. <laughs> well, see, this is the thing. I don't think the show has changed that much. No, I don't think Monica Atthard is any better or any worse than, than the previous guest. I think, you're I, just, I, I, I think you're just put off by her diastema. That's a big part of it, and her pointy freaking mouth. Um, but there's, there was nothing in the no, content no, there, of the show. There was, there was. And what I objected to was uh, Media Watch's, because she is Media Watch, reinforcement of uh, the justification for the terror laws. That we should all be fearful and, uh, and so the police should be able to do whatever they want to do, which was in, connected to that uh, case with the witnesses and all that being in the statement stuff. And then Channel 10 went and interviewed them. Right. Right, so you think that they and shouldn't she, get she political. Took pains, she took pains to say that it was justified, and that's what I objected to. That having been said, you you did enjoy this week's. Yeah, it was better. It was better. It was better. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so so as long as they keep the politics out even, of Media Watch. Even though they stole our content <laughs> from last week. Because <laughs> yes. if you were listening, you would have heard us talking about the little Betfair interview down on the boundary line with uh, Tony Gregg. Mm-hmm. What did we see on Monday night? Tony Gregg, down on the boundary line. Hmm. Hmm. Me, I, Monica, if you're going to steal from us, give us some credit, okay? That's uh, all we want. Just uh, say boxcutters.net on MediaWatch. <laughs> that'll be fine. I'm happy for her to steal from us because she's getting much more exposure than we are. Well, and <laughs> as, long as, as long as they're giving us credit. <laughs> also, MediaWatch's Media uh, big argument, uh, or at least this used to be their big argument, is because the people that they're criticising do all these tricks, then they can do all these tricks to... To the people that they're criticising, uh, they haven't criticised us, and uh, you know, a little bit of a nod would be nice. Or else, you know, just start criticising us, one or the other. Either way, we're gonna get bloody exposure on your show, Attar. Yeah. And look, there's a precedent. Like uh, your, your buddy Adam, Adam Richard, Richard uh, was cited by David Ma back in the day uh, for ripping off Pop Pitch, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. When uh, really, not a journalist, no. not a journalism segment, no. not even a proper gossip segment. No. Really, that was just a, a, a bit of comedy. But uh, uh, 
you know, well, we might get a mention with some of the stuff Brett's got in store for today's show. I think. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> but you know, why don't, why don't we just give an idea of what's coming up in the show? Mm-hmm. We've got some Ray Watch. Uh, we've got some letters to box cutters. Uh, Going to talk about the uh, the Winter Games. Ross, you've got some anger to vent. Got vent. some anger, anger. Uh, and uh, and Brett, you want to talk about Commander in Chief? Uh, did I mention Ray Watch? Yes, we've mm-hmm. also got some news. Why don't we kick it off with that? I'm starting to think that that news theme is a little bit violent at the beginning. It's, it's just an inkling I get. What, the little phone ring? And then the guns and then the screaming. I mean, I just... What it, was it, going through my mind when I created that? It's all worth it for the tape I'm winding at the end. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. just in one of Josh's dark places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, a lot scarier than Garth Marenghi's dark places. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Amazing Race News, which wasn't going to be my, my first news item, but we've been talking about it so much over the past few weeks finally got a definite answer from Channel 7. Uh-huh. I managed to... Alex wasn't there this morning. <laughs> so I managed to get through reception into publicity, spoke to somebody in publicity uh, and asked her about Amazing Race. They're definitely starting to show Season 9, mm-hmm. March 2nd, 9.30pm. Fantastic. So that's next Thursday, 9.30pm. Mm. They will start showing Season 9 of The Amazing Race. Season 8 will be shown sometime later on in the year. Okay. So Australian viewers will still get a chance to, to watch that. Uh, and the continuity won't matter. Yeah. The, well, yeah, there's no continuity, really. None so, of the characters come back from no. season 8. We won't be lost to, to try and follow what's going on. <laughs> Except for Phil. You know, Phil's still there. But I'm guessing high pants in one series, high pants in another. <laughs> Nothing much is going to change. The, the good news is that... Uh, because it's screening on Tuesday night in the States mm-hmm. and Thursday night here, we're really getting episodes 29 and a half hours later. Fantastic. Hot off the satellite. Really hot off the satellite. So that's going to be fantastic. That is great news. I have to say I suspected as much when I saw during the week that they're advertising as coming to Australia in the promos. And I know that they do come to Australia in Series 9, but I was pretty sure they didn't in Series 8. No, they, so. they didn't actually leave the continent in, uh, okay. in Series 8 because there were oh, too, really? too many people to organise. Radio. Uh, they, they, did go, they went down to South America, but they didn't leave uh, the, the continent of the Americas. Oh, okay. Oh, there you uh, go. The landmass of the Americas. The yes. two continents of the Americas. The two continents of, of the Americas. Speaking of uh, last week and uh, news that we covered last week, we may have uh, inadvertently jumped the gun with our talk of who would be the new millionaire host. Uh, as Eddie's come out this week and said he's quite happy doing it and he should have no problem, at least in the meantime, juggling the two jobs. Word I get? Yeah. Up till Easter. Up till Easter. But you, oh, know, okay. you know who's been getting in his ear? Who? Little Miss Cack. Kerry-Ann Kennelly, who is pushing so, so, so hard to get that freaking millionaire hosting job. <laughs> what's, what's your source for that, Brad? Uh... God, I can't even remember. Uh, it, it might have been <laughs> well, SMH. Media Watch. There's your first. <laughs> I think that was uh, Sydney Morning Herald Entertainment uh, section. Well, right. Eddie came out this week and said, uh, "I really enjoy doing the show, and I was more relaxed knowing that the boss 
liked what he saw. You see how clever that is? Because he's the boss and now he's saying he knows that the boss liked what he saw. He went on to say, uh, I've discovered I'm the boss's favourite personality. You know what? It's just because Eddie's such a freaking funny guy. Exactly. Really? Because now he's just standing up himself. (laughs) Well, if I was Eddie, I'd uh, I'd kind of be worrying a bit less about the jokes, worrying a bit less about hosting Millionaire, and worrying a bit about being CEO of your stupid network, which is going down the tubes. Down the tubes, which brings us on to ratings. Well, I was actually going to go back to CAC. Oh, oh, sure. I'm I'm enjoying calling her CAC. (laughs) Uh, she's she's claiming that uh, because of the success of uh, her job as host of Mornings with Kerry Ann, it was instrumental in the axing of Bert Moonface Newton's GMA last year. So uh, she, uh, it sounds like she's considering this a big payback for her taking down Bert on Channel oh, 10. Oh, really? And in, just while we're getting to ratings, apparently uh, David and Kim is... Uh, I know it's early days, but it's thumping Bert's old ratings mm-hmm. thus far. Really? Mm. Really, David and Kim at nine mm-hmm. on ten. Mm-hmm. Confusing, sure. <laughs> and that's why this week's ratings, or, or ratings from the uh, first ratings week, mm-hmm. Brett Cropley. Desperate Housewives at number one with 1.9. Nine uh, News Sunday, lost number three. Bit of cricket in there. Is this uh, Melbourne or, lo- or uh, national? Uh, this must be national, I guess. Uh, this is Sydney Morning Herald again. Oh, okay. Uh, so yep. was Oztam. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be Sydney. That could be Melbourne. Because 1.9 million doesn't sound enough. No, no, 1.9 on the rating. Not. Huh? 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 How does that work? No, it is 1.9 million, actually. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, I've got percentages, which might I'm, make I'm it easier. I'm confused by the graphic. Come on, Sydney Morning Herald. <laughs> get it together. <laughs> You know, I'll get to you on that off air. Big fella uh, got number six uh, over the overall for the week. Uh, in uh, nationally, mm-hmm. Channel Seven whooped Channel Nine's ass. Yes, indeed. Thirty point seven percent of all viewers Hang versus twenty eight point seven percent. Hang on. Mm-hmm. D- didn't I see something from Channel Nine saying that they stumped the opposition? <laughs> yeah, but they they uh, they did release that earlier this week. I wish I'd printed it out and brought it with me because yeah. it was it was gold. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so Channel Nine won the ratings. ratings. Well, Channel Nine won the ratings if you only count them from six pm to ten thirty pm. So, so well, beca- prime time basically, isn't it? Well, yeah, but because Nobody, the, nobody's really watching TV after ten thirty, they're all going to bed. Well, no, they are. Yeah. See, this is. Uh, this is the thing, Brett. Pe- people are watching TV after 10.30. And Channel oh, 9... Just not after midnight. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, no one watches after midnight. They just let it all hang out. Uh, and Channel 9 used to always rain or shine, talk about their ratings right up until midnight. Mm-hmm. On the odd week that they lost, they still talked about ratings up until midnight and tried to put a positive spin on it. Mm-hmm. This week... For the first time in the history of forever, they decided to only count the ratings up until 10.30, which showed them winning the ratings, which means that they are so scared that they're now willing to lie yep. about what's happening. Because clearly... Sinking ship. Clearly, 30.7% to uh, Channel 7 versus 28.7% to Channel 9. I think 30.7% is bigger 
It's a bigger number. <laughs> You'd think so. I mean, I did do university maths, <laughs> and, and we learned that it, it, it is a larger number. Uh, and Channel 10, 20, 21.9%. Interestingly... But, but also, Channel 10 was, were coming out and saying they were the winners too. Well, but they only were, for their demographic of 16 to 39-year-olds. Which is the demographic that spends the most money. So it makes a, that makes a lot of sense. But is it? Yes. <laughs> that, that, and they did win the ratings for, for, for that uh, area. Interestingly, ABC had uh, 14.2%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Foxtel, as a whole, rated just above that. Yep. Which, But split over 100-odd channels. Yeah. So, you know, per channel, it means nothing. But per, per viewers looking into something. I think that's interesting. I think, you know, that, that could mean that Foxtel is growing as a concept despite their ridiculous charges and uh, and happy stuff all of their customers are. Yeah. It would be interesting to have download figures in with that as well. How many people watched download TV instead of free-to-air or Foxtel? Well, that that would involve actually counting how many people do something. And uh, as we know, the man with the chicken, he doesn't like to do that. No. Uh, and and I- it's illegal. Yes. Don't forget that. As, <laughs> as, as Mr. Steve Canaan kept on freaking telling us in that hack episode. Yes. As it, I, um, it is illegal. very own Josh Carnell was in. <laughs> as I mentioned briefly last week, though, I don't think we can uh, read too much into it until after both the Winter Olympics and the Commonwealth Games. That's when things... And will, Easter. And Easter. Yeah, that's when things will start to settle and down Easter, a bit. Easter and then the World Cup. And then, like I said a few <laughs> weeks ago, holidays. you get one good year of television, <laughs> one bad year of television. But speaking of downloads... Oh, I just want to say just quickly on ratings, uh, Prison Break still this week just edged out House. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, that's looking like an interesting uh, time slot still. Uh, Prison Break, I think 1.5 million, House 1.4 million, and Without a Trace 1.1 million. Oh, because I, I'm still, I'm still picking that by the end of the year, speaks and se- speaks and specs, will beat without a trace. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think that audience is going to grow. No one's going to care if they miss an episode of Without a Trace. Can I make a point hmm. of something that I've noticed this week? Mm-hmm. I watched Prison Break. Uh, I think it was all in one sitting. Eight episodes thereof. Mm-hmm. The first eight episodes of the series. I can't remember. Like I haven't gone back to it, and that was like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember any of it. <laughs> I keep on seeing the ads and thinking, have I seen that? Brett, oh, okay. Brett I it's keep very, telling you. It's very forgettable. Hmm. I keep telling you, you've got to pick up the remote control and put down the bong. <laughs> That's the only way you're going to remember what's Josh, happening on television. I've never bonged on. Never. <laughs> never. This, this coming from a uh, regular crack addict. <laughs> well, you know, good stuff. <laughs> Can't knock back. Speaking of downloads... Uh, we don't endorse the use of drugs or anything like that. It's satire, in case people didn't realise. It's, oh, it's, been, it's been so long since there's been satire understood in Australia. that. Oh. Uh, speaking of downloads, Big Pond have just launched their uh, movie and TV download channel-ish thing. You, okay. can, get, you can go to uh, Big Pond Movies and, uh, mm. and download... Uh, TVs, music videos, sorry, TV episodes, music videos, and movies oh, yeah. from between a dollar ninety-five and five dollars ninety-five. What uh, what TV shows do they have? Well, they've uh, they've got sixty-one, 61. TV shows, and they include uh, things like a shared table, uh, ancient secrets, Australia, Eye of the Storm. Uh, <laughs> this is Brides- sounding like a top list. <laughs> Brideshead revisited. 
<laughs> Bush Tucker Man. They've got a lot of series made by Jerry... Springer? No. Goldwell? No. Bruckheimer? No. Klein? The, the guy who did uh, Thunderbirds. Oh. Jerry, whatever his oh. name is. Uh, Anderson. Jerry Anderson? Yes. Yep. Uh, but they don't have Thunderbirds. They've got Captain Scarlet. They've got uh, uh, you know a bunch of the others that you could never find. Uh, they've got Cold Feet. Oh, yeah. Season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, creature Comforts. So it's really... What the you, making of what, Creature Comforts. What you're telling 20 us... 20 episodes of Consuming Passions. <laughs> <laughs> what you're telling us is it's cutting-edge television. It really is. It really is. They've got uh, some Inspector Morse from 1978. <laughs> <laughs> they've got four seasons of Inspector Morse. And, Have uh, they got anything that's available on DVD? They've got the Shield okay. season four, oh, uh, which I thought was interesting, and probably the the most interesting thing in this whole list of sixty one shows. Uh, yeah, they they do have the Shield season four episodes of that sell for two dollars ninety five. So one show from this millennium, yes, and the rest from. Yes. Oh no, a few a few shows from this millennium, but none of them worth mentioning. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think it's a I think it's an interesting thing that's that's happening. I it might be used for movies, mm-hmm. but uh, I haven't found anything that says whether or not I, as a big pond client, will be charged for the downloads as well as charged charged for the for the content. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Probably. Is, which is a big thing. Well, right. everything everything else from Big Pond. That I download through the Big Pond site, I'm not charged for, but I found no mention of uh, of Big Pond movies, so I don't know. I don't know how good that is. I don't know if it's so you worthwhile. You get charged for your email. You're only downloading that from the server. Yeah, I do. Get, I do get charged for my uh, for my email. Uh, it's it's. Can't believe you're still on Big Pond. Big Pond sucks <sighs> with their double billing. Yeah, I hate it. A few. Uh, oh, sorry. So, you... just while we're speaking of downloads. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that went on for ages, but uh, NBC are actually previewing uh, the pilot episode to the new Dick Wolf drama, Conviction. Dick Wolf, of course, made Law and Order, more Law and Order, uh, Special Elevators Unit, <laughs> uh, etc. Uh, this uh, this show is called Conviction, and it'll be available on the iTunes Music Store in the US only. Okay. Uh, for the two weeks leading up to its airing on television. Okay. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about uh, SBS screening a show called Top Gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, With Jeremy Clarkson. In news and this that's week, cool from freaking Brainiac. In, in news this week, uh, they've just bought the next series of Top Gear, and they'll be screening it. So that's from the one from two years ago. Uh, no, from two th- two thousand and five. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. And they'll be screening yeah, yeah, it. But they'll be screening it in August. In what time slot? Probably in uh, Mythbusters. I'm time assuming slot. it would probably be. Yeah, I'm assuming. Well, Mythbusters. Why would they do that? Would Myth- Mythbusters is is freaking kicking mega goals for SBS. Why would they take it off to put it in Top Gear? Because between now and August, they're going to show all of the episodes of Mythbusters. I, I would have thought no, so. Mythbusters are making more than that. Really? You're That's just it. taking that off the top. You have no idea. You're just, you're just going, yeah, nah, I reckon. It's hard working Aussies in San Francisco. Of course they're going to be working hard. I reckon I can see Monica Attard right now sharpening her pencil or whatever, yeah, however yeah, she prepares. Come on, baby. Those other two, <laughs> Get it to me. Those other two are great, but Brett Cropley just makes stuff up. Just makes stuff up. But be on TV. Like, like Mythbusters... <clears throat> 
I shouldn't get into that. No. But, but they've got, they've got <laughs> such... <laughs> no, you shouldn't get into it. Next news item. Come on. There's come so many reasons for them never to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> what if they run out of myths? Maybe Christmas Day. What if they you run out of myths? can't run out of myths. <laughs> if you don't go with your thing, I'm going to go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Apparently, the fattest loser is bad for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, reality TV shows based on extreme weight loss... Competitions pose a serious health threat to overweight viewers, a sports science expert said. This is from uh, all the Murdoch papers, news.com.au. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, take whatever grains of salt you want with that. Uh, but the president of the Australian Association for Exercise and Sports Science, Dr. David Bishop, said that shows such as The Fattest Loser were dangerous. The no pain, no gain philosophy practiced on the show, he Isn't said. The fattest loser, the biggest loser. Yeah, I'm calling it The Fattest Loser okay. now. I accidentally called it that last night when I was in conversation with somebody, thought it was hilarious, and now it's just stuck. I can't get the actual title back into my head. It just won't go. Uh, but apparently the show is sending a dangerous message to uh, all those who are overweight or obese. Additionally, the humiliating dress down subjected to by the contestants can have a permanent and adverse effect on the individual's self-confidence. It doesn't actually explain how it adversely affects fat viewers? Uh, no. What, it, what, what are they positing there? It, it adversely affects most viewers to see some of those enormous people in their underpants. Yeah, well, 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 much much in the same way that uh, 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 the the simple life and Tommy Lee goes to college is laughing at stupid celebrities. This is laughing at fat people, I'm sure, and that's, that's well, the no, beauty it's, of it. It's not actually. It's it's a really good show. It's quite emotional. It's really well done. Uh, I think it's uh, you know I'm a large man myself. I think it's quite. Uh, inspiring to see these people do it. And, you know, as a large man and someone who for a long time has been able to laugh at, uh, at other large people, <laughs> there is nothing funnier than seeing a bunch of fat people in a pool. I, <laughs> you know, and that, I love the show just for that. <laughs> I, so, so you are so laughing yes, at them. In that, way, in that way, I'm laughing at them. But then I also go, well, that's what I look like. On the other, on the other hand, there are things they work out so hard. They're trying so hard. So, so as, a, as, a, as you've just said, you're a fat man watching this thing. Do you feel the damage that it's doing to you? The damage that the show's doing to yeah. me? No, I went out and went for a walk this morning after watching an episode last night. I say, so, good on so the what is the damage? No, this you've is, only given us half a story. You've given us a pricey of a pricey. <laughs> this is the sports <laughs> scientist says that the uh, uh, you know it can discourage people from uh, from continuing and leave them with lower self esteem, particularly those suffering emotional issues regarding their weight. Uh, and uh, it's also consensus also been people raised- not on the show. They're just watching. He's not very clear. <laughs> he just wants to be angry about something, Brett. Surely you can understand that. I've, he uh, just wants to be angry. He so, also says that the boot camp style of training used on the show is entirely inappropriate for people with multiple risk factors who are unaccustomed to exercise. Yes, mm-hmm. this is true. I've often watched the show and gone, why are they making those people run? Clearly their knees are going to give out. Would, mm-hmm. Or have a heart attack. And what fantastic television that would be for them. <laughs> well, because then if they have as a heart attack... As long as they can exploit the fatties, then more power to them. The, uh, do you, so do you find the show uh, a, a little bit offensive, Brent? He, um, he hasn't watched it. Yeah, I haven't watched it. No. But, but I, I watched uh, bits of the was American it, original UK one. 
Uh, like they're all taken out to a mansion out in the British countryside and... Oh. Well, yeah, yeah. The original and one was was UK, and was then it? there was the American one with that woman from Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. And oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware. And there then was there was the Australian one. Yeah, there's there's been two American ones, but I didn't realise there was a British one. Um, I uh, I have a slightly different problem with the show. Uh, ironically, also to do with its fatness, but in a different way. Uh, the American version only went for an hour, mm-hmm. and trying to a week, st- an hour a week, and trying to string five half hour episodes out a week it's just too much and every little thing that happens they just draw out and I'm it just goes on the, and on the live sunday night eviction yeah i'm surprised too but I've, yeah, yeah i was, I was surprised about that <laughs> uh, yeah as far as five nights a week goes they're just I, drawing it out too i can't much, watch that personally another uh, another health professional said that uh he thinks uh it's unhealthy for the contestants to lose that much weight that quickly all of this is true but mm. at the same time I think it's quite quite well done. I think the show could make fun of, of fat people and it's not doing that. Sure, I'm doing that at my house. <laughs> yeah. And I reckon I reckon houses a lot of people in the their houses and <laughs> a lot of people in pubs that have it on over in the corner are laughing with you. Well, then I should go to my local pub. Is that what you're saying, Brett? No, I'm That's, not saying that. But I, I'm, I'm saying that, that even though it may seem that the show's not trying to make fun of them, they get made fun of anyway. Well, they will until they lose the weight. That's just... People are going to yeah, make fun a, of fat on people. On a far smaller scale. They're not, they're gonna, <laughs> you managed to put like this small and TV. scale in. That was pretty, that was pretty well done. <laughs> people, this is national TV. People are going to laugh at fat people no matter what. Hey, speaking of which, the 7 and, o'clock... And, I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just how nasty people speaking are. Speaking of the tem- 7 o'clock time slot, mm-hmm. did you guys happen to notice with Temptation this week that uh, they're... Up I noticed Temptation got done like a dinner by the ABC News. Absolutely caned last week. And, of course, they had their, um, their comedy special last week, King of Comedy. And it got caned to the point where channels 9 were advertising this week that temptation was returning to its this normal week format oh. but not even no they were they were advertising oh, it as in like oh it that other happened. show it was yeah. just a dream <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't us that was king of queens you just got the you just got the title mixed up yeah fully advertising oh temptation's back so um yeah interesting right cuz it got absolutely shellacked in the what ratings. comics did they have in uh, dave hughes corin grant um, uh, I'm sure Trevor ugly, Marmalade I'm sure Ugly Dave Gray, Dave Gray was in there uh, Mikey Robbins uh, uh, Adam Hills hmm. So, yeah Hey, Adam Spencer's gone to freaking 702 up in Sydney Yeah, I know That is nuts um, You might have seen South Park on Monday night I know you did, Josh I know you didn't, Ross mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was the episode that they tried to uh, what well, that that wasn't getting screened in the UK. Yes, was that the, yes. The news on you sent through, well, just in case they were going to get sued by well, Tom. My understanding was uh, Tom Cruise's kind of power uh, had it not shown anywhere else in the world. That was my reading of the of the news item. And my my understanding, and this is you know just how blown out of any actual understanding this this concept is my understanding was that south park for fear of getting sued were not going to show that episode anywhere else in the world they knew that they couldn't get sued in the states because of their freedom of expression laws but uh there were other parts of the world where they could get sued i don't know why we've seen it here 
towards the end of the episode, isn't isn't Stan going sue me, sue me, sue me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sue they, me, sue me. They're, they're calling for it. <laughs> yeah, they're calling for it. But then you also notice that the uh, the credits at the end of the episode, John old Smith John and, and James, James Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, you know, it's so, it's so basically it, it goes into Scientology and it's got this great sequence where it's this is what Scientologists actually believe, which is just freaking out there. Um, but it also has a, a repeat. Well, of, I, I don't of, think the, well, the, the thing is the thing is what happens in the episode isn't actually part of the news press, so we don't have to spoil it for people who haven't necessarily okay. seen it yet. But the theme was a theme that was repeated from three or four weeks ago was Tom Cruise was in the closet. Come out of the closet, Tom. You can. It's all right. You can come out of the closet, Tom. Blah blah blah. So that that whole thing where I just said let's not spoil it for the people at home because well, the news part done. of it is just about the, 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 the being been done. It's been done. Just ignore that. But That's now fine. Cruise is denying breakup rumors. It should be known that the story is 100% false, spokesman Paul Block said in a statement, adding that the couple of Tom Cruise, 43, and Katie Holmes, 27, are moving ahead with their wedding plans. See, I'm interested to know, is, is Tom still in the country? Because uh, no, he, he was it. for the... See, that would have been classic. Yeah. Because he was, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was for the week. He was, yeah. So he could have easily been. I don't know if anybody, uh, if anybody else saw that very awkward news footage of him and Katie <laughs> when they're on the, on boat, the boat together. I and, saw a photo. Uh, and one of the Australians, you know, they're filming <laughs> them has said, give each other a hug. And whew, I mean, I understand that she's pregnant, but it didn't look like the normal hug that a loving couple would give to one another. Well, there was um, a uh, there was a, f- well, a photo there they, was a photo published uh, this week where uh, where he was holding her arm, but rather than just you know holding her arm in a lovely guiding way, was gripping her arm, and you could see the depression of the, the fingers <laughs> into the arm. Away from the church, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, 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 my housemate Lindell said. Uh, there is a fine line between lover and hostage. <laughs> well, the couple became the subject of breakup rumours when US magazine Life and Style reported that they would split after Holmes gave birth to the couple's child. They cited multiple insiders, uh, quoting a friend of the couple who was saying they were basically over, even though Holmes is seven months pregnant. Wow. Wow. And, and if it is born, I'm sure it'll be called Blanket anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it will be oh. a miracle child, Ross. A miracle child. <laughs> and that is the box cutters news. Oh, just one last Oh thing. bloody Come hell. On. <laughs> West Wing starts tonight from uh, season four on the ABC at nine thirty. It's a repeat. But anyway, up until that West Wing bit, that was the box cutters news. Hello and welcome to Today Tonight. Soap and water. Hello and I'm Naomi Robson swearing. Naomi Robson is swearing and I was swearing at the television last night watching, flipping between Channel 9 and Channel 7 News, as I've never done before in my life. Because uh, usually I don't, I don't watch those news services. I get all my news from, uh, from other services. ABC? Uh, actually, I get most of it from the internet. Mm-hmm. I usually watch Channel Nine for our friend James, see what he's up to, especially well, yeah. especially now that he's state political reporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is you know something he's been gunning for for a while. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, flipping between uh, Channel Nine and Channel Seven, I see that the lead item on Channel Seven news is uh, that an Australian ski jumper, Lindell, Linda, Lydia, Lydia, and then the men. 
<laughs> I think uh, I think as per the rules of all Australian Winter Olympics team members, her name now has to be Lydia Beg Smith. Uh, <laughs> uh, she uh, she broke her knee or uh, tore her uh, anterior cruciate, cruciate ligament in her mm-hmm. knee. Mm-hmm. Lead- uh, viewers will no doubt know the footage if they saw it. It was, it was quite horrific. She did yeah, a she- number of flips and then landed and then proceeded to scream the whole way down the hill. And I've never seen someone actually... Because usually they wait until they finish their fall and then grab at the bit that hurts them. But this hurt her so much that she was grabbing at it mid-fall yeah. and then realised that she couldn't hold on to it. And then went over a bump and the whole thing twisted in a completely yeah, terrible way. It was, it, was, it was quite horrendous footage. And still, only sports. Not actually news, not lead item news, I would think. Not when there are other things go- going on in the world. Well, just just out of curiosity, what was the lead news non-sport item? Uh, possibly the building of the huge thing that Melbourne's getting built on yes. Channel 9, the uh, new convention centre that's getting built on the banks of the Yarra, or possibly the Wheat Farmers uh, AWA meeting. AWB. AW- AWB's old news, they're building a building. It's obviously a slow news day. Well, it, it was a slow news day because both networks had uh, very long articles about how sad the family from that terrible tragedy in Mildura mm-hmm. were. Uh, and yes, they're obviously very sad. Get your bloody cameras out of their faces. That's, I mean, th- that tragedy was one of the worst things I'd heard on the news in a very long time as far as you know, local tragedies go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just let them get on with it. It's a very small community and clearly... They're very upset. Mm-hmm. We don't. I don't need to see their grief. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. So yeah, slow news day. But there was still stuff. There was still stuff that that affected us. Channel Nine, I think, rightly had that story, the 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 skiing story, Lydia Begg Smith, uh, in uh, in the uh, sports. No, but think about it. Channel Seven is showing the games. Channel Nine aren't showing the games. Channel Nine aren't going to put a sports a, a, a games story at the top of the bulletin because it's promoting Channel Seven. You know what if else? They, they generate interest in that. They'll be swipping, swipping over, flipping over. The, uh, Channel Nine have only twice, I believe, in the last two weeks, covered the Winter Olympics, or three times. There I think they did the opening ceremony. I think they did when the uh, snowboarder won the medal. And they did this. And that's the only three times they've mentioned the they Winter Olympics. They didn't even do the, the American they, they snowboarder didn't. chick uh, doing the little lolly at the end and <laughs> <laughs> They didn't even mention uh, Australia-Canada's own Dale Begsmith no, winning, no. uh, winning the medal. Mm. So what did Channel 9 do? Well, Channel 9 instead, during their news section of their new sport and weather coverage, uh, had an article all about how... Gary Lyons and James Brayshaw were going to be the new hosts of the footy show. Now, while this is news for our show, Mm -hmm. Box Cutters, because it's about television, Mm -hmm. it's really just cross-promotion for Channel 9. It's really just for those people who are really, really worried about who's going to host (laughs) the footy show. Here's a news item just to, to calm you down. It's not news. Do you reckon they ran it by the CEO? Yeah, I, I reckon. I reckon the CEO probably directed them to run with it first thing. <laughs> I, I just thought, well, that's clearly not news, and uh, and the first one clearly 
sports news. Just separate them into those sections. I mean, we see a number of times, uh, footy season's coming up, and we'll see a number of footy articles in the news part of, of the news on a slow news day. Leave that in sport. There are people who actually switch on the news at 10 past 6 because they only want to watch the sport. Let them have their, their joy. I'm uh, look. I'm 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 with you on Channel Nine, but I'm not with you on Channel Seven. I I think it's perfectly understandable that Seven did that as the lead story, especially as they're covering the games. Uh, I heard a rumor that when the Commonwealth Games are on, Channel Nine is going to be devoting that whole first segment of news to Commonwealth Games, oh, pretty much regardless of what's happened uh, during the day elsewhere. Uh, I, I I just think that's I I understand what you're saying, but I think. You know, we live in a country Lay where off, we live in a country where Australian of the Year for the you know seven of the last eight have been sports people or something similar. Uh, I just think next next year I think it's going to be Chris Lilly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. Anyway, that's that's just that's my Ray watch. It was it was a small but, one. But, I, under, I understand your point, but Channel Nine. I mean, that's that is just disgraceful. That's, that's not even football news. I mean, that's that's a programming change. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, which which would be classified by calling up their uh, uh, their, their switchboard and saying, "Well, why is this happening?" And they would just say, "It's a programming change." <laughs> Especially, I think, with uh, Channel Nine still kind of think that or categorise themselves as the one for news and current affairs. If that's the kind of thing they're showing, they're not the one for anything. <laughs> yeah. Daniel Burt, I was uh, the writer's intern at uh, Letterman in New York. You're listening to the Box Cutters, and you should, you should, you should podcast it. You should download it. You should show it to your friends. You should feed it to your mother. You should own it. You should love it, and just be naked next to your iPod. A very special welcome if you are sitting there naked next to your iPod. <laughs> don't to send us photos to hooray at boxcutters.net. No, 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 don't. No, don't. Don't stop that. Stop it. Put it down. No, no, don't hit sand. Stop it. Ross, Brett's lost it. Oh, no, Brett, Brett lost it a while ago. Anyway, apparently uh, Gary Lyons and James Brayshaw <laughs> are going to be uh, the new hosts of... Uh, really? I, yeah. Well, I got the media release, but I, I missed the news. I, 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 it, was, it was in there. It was in, yeah. the, uh, it was in the first five minutes. Well, yeah, I wish I had the full story of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so footy show. How are they going to split it up? How they, what do you mean? How are they going to split like it up? Like their sharing hosting role of the footy show. In the same um, way that Mal Walden and insert female here. Uh, so, so does that mean there's now going to be three hosts or three people? I'm, I'm looking very freaking Sam Newman with the hand signals there. But three people on the left-hand side of the set. So, so those two and Sam Newman. I would, uh, I, I would, I would assume so. I, th- I, I think where Eddie used to just come out. Uh, Brayshaw and Lyons will come out and apparently Brayshaw has a very good relationship with Sam Newman so I think he's pretty much there just to kind of be the Newman wrangler oh. Who is this Brayshaw? Well he was on uh, Any Given Sunday mm-hmm. on with Channel Sam Newman last year. and Gary Lyon That movie? Or with no <laughs> No the uh, what used to be the Sunday footy show The Wacky okay. No no it's after the Sunday oh, footy after show the Sunday footy show. Mm. Because Gary Lyons has come from the Sunday footy show Yep which was now being hosted by Tony Jones, not the ABC's Tony Jones. Channel 9's Tony Jones. <laughs> oh, it's so confusing. <laughs> it's a bit like Tony Martin's. <laughs> now, um, but, yeah, I, I, I really think... Now, Gary Lyons, Gary Lyons has really come up as, uh, as a, a football commentator, I think. You know, Possibly. When, when he started, 
when he started, I, I thought he was he was terrible. Now but, was he was he like president at SEN or something? He was uh, he was quite high oh, up yeah, at yeah, SEN. Okay. SEN okay. is a, a Station Melbourne based or... SEN is a Melbourne based uh, sports radio network. Yeah, which went uh, bust because nobody listened to them. They're still going, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. This, well, they're still in the ratings. Really? They're being yeah. Vega. Yeah, they're still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you'd have to get a negative result <laughs> to not be Vega. I, I thought it was interesting to hear, allegedly, a few weeks ago here that um, Gary Lyon apparently had it stipulated that in his contract that he had to be the highest played ex-footballer in uh, in the Channel 9 stable. Which means that he has to get paid higher than Mr. Footybread, Dermot Brereton. Dermot Brereton. Mm. Oh. What do you think? Because generally, or because <laughs> I, you know, I'm a big fan of red. I don't see the correlation with football. I'm really enjoying Lost. <laughs> what do you think of footy players on on TV? And, oh. and I should stipulate that this is outside of a commentary role because they may be fine as commentators of footy matches, but in a in a kind of opinion type role. Well, in a, such in a as foot, the footy show, in a football opinion type role. I think there's still, you know, I still like to see footy players on uh, talking footy and find out what what things are like on the ground. But those are current Only because it gives the they have they they have the knowledge of being in the context of being a player. Well, well, yes, but also uh, on talking footy, they tend to have current players uh, who can talk about what is actually happening. Within the team, they're in the they're in the changing rooms. They're some training. They spill the some, some of them can talk. Yeah, some, so, yeah. Some of them, you know, have have a lot of problems. See, my problem is is I just find Gary Lyon so freaking dull. I, I don't I don't mind Gary Lyon, but I think I've said before on this show I don't footballers and microphones don't mix. I don't think any any ex footballer should be allowed to be on any sort of television. Although although personally. I have just been reminded, I, I think that David Brodin is an exception to that. But they're very far, as in you like Tommy. Yeah, I, I do like him on on the telly. But you know, Timmy mm. Tim Watson, who who has been doing uh, was doing sport for a while, sport on Channel for 7. some time. Michael Roberts, who wasn't wasn't ever a, a particularly Michael you know, Christian, Steve Silvani on Channel Ten. It's you know what it's it's still my opinion that sports reporting is best left up to journalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with commentating, you know, the best comment, best football commentator in Australia, Tim Lane, right? Oh, with, I, I can't have a soft, soft spot for Bruce. Oh, Bruce McAvaney, with, but it's been a long time since he's done it. So That's true, that's true. Uh, Bruce McAvaney is fantastic. but also of Eddie Maguire? No, actually, uh, I, I hated Eddie Maguire's commentary. He was commentary. terrible. He, uh, because he was biased? Or? Because he was biased and because he was being he was trying so hard not to be biased, you know. Uh, I, I just, you know, if I want to... Watch with a com- Collingwood supporter. I-, I know plenty of Collingwood supporters. I'll go around to their house and listen to their bias commentary. I don't need to hear it coming from the TV. And I think uh, also Brereton and Lyons, I-, I felt, tend to just pander to him the whole time. And Kometi, who I think is completely overrated, just all kind of pandered to Eddie the whole time. And it was it was just a mess on mm-hmm. uh, on Channel 9, I felt. But when was the last time we had a cricket commentator who was not a player? Cricket's different. Why is cricket different? Well, they've got stumps and... (laughs) (laughs) They've got got smaller balls. (laughs) I just... Right. 
I never understood. Uh, I, I think they, they... Still 36 I people think there's, aside, though. I think there's a smaller meathead component of cricket players. Bigger boozer component, but smaller meathead component. Mm. Well, no, I, I don't think it's I wonder because oh, okay. because it, it, they've got to be great big freaking rollicking heavies that can that can beat up the opposition. And there's there's plenty more size legally or Ill- illegally. Like you know, the good hip and shoulder. You got to be sizable for that. And generally, for some reason, size equals not as sharp. Mm. You tell that to an elephant. Generally, <laughs> I mean, there are there are exceptions to that too. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just. You know what? I don't. I don't get it. That it used to be, it used to be the role of the sports journalist to commentate on sports. It used to be the role of the sports player to play sports and then do endorsements. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened where we started to to go. Okay, well, rather than endorsements, they'll have a life after their sport through through media. I think it happened, like you said. I think you know, like you were saying with talking footy. I think they can provide some insight into the game that others might not necessarily see. But then I think that that's just gone completely over the top and now they think that, well, anybody who has played the game will be able to provide those insights and I don't, I don't necessarily well, think that. And the, and the City Footy Show is just, about, is just about ex-players dressing up as women. Yeah. Like, it's just ex-players in drag. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what rugby players do. But I, I think that, that the switch actually happened with the professionalisation of footy players, of AFL players when they they suddenly didn't need to be a tradie during the week and play footy on the weekend and, you know, go down on Thursday night for training. Now they're full-time footy players, which which brings issues with itself, like the, the whole, they're, they're out on the tear on the weekends and so they get into trouble. And um, But now they don't have a job just to continue on with once they retire from footy, so they've got to find something else to do. And, and, and they're used to a high high salary. From from being a pro football player? Well, while they're playing footy, you know, 40,000 a year to appear on, you know, the footy show half a dozen times a year I, yeah. to, to make an ass of yourself. It, it just doesn't seem like the way to go. I don't think it's making for good television. No, I and, uh, and I don't think it's, it's doing the sports justice either. Uh, the, the televising of sports is such a, a, a fragile science. And, uh, and I think... We've broken it for a while. I I think it's uh, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be hard to fix. Yep, I reckon I reckon it's going to be another reason for the people at Channel Nine to run around the room screaming, ah! arms waving in the air like their hair <laughs> was on fire. Um, and, and you're getting me angry. It's you're getting me angry. <laughs> I I would be very highly surprised if it actually makes it through the season uh, without changing that hosting lineup. Oh, that's well. Uh, we'll we'll wait and see. Ross, I've got an idea. Why don't we do a thing? Come back, let you vent. Sounds good. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Coming up in box cutters. Sorry about that. Your mic was still on because it wasn't me. It was the desk. Your button got stuck down. But you know what? And you said coming up, and it was over the cart. Sorry. You didn't actually have to point that out, though. No, because we could have just continued. You say coming up. Yeah. When you were talking to me, not talking to the listeners. Yeah, that's fine. When but are, now that you've when, pointed it out... When are we back on air? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you want to do the thing again? It'll be, it'll be much better once we get through this rehearsal. Yeah. Do yeah. the thing again. And do, I'll... Should, do that thing again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, box cutters. Box cutters. Ooh. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. Box cutters. 
Coming up on Box Cutters, Brett will be talking about Commander-in-Chief and making some errors with the desk. <laughs> we'll be going through <laughs> letters to me. Box Cutters, uh, talking about the Winter Games, and next, Ross gets angry about Channel 9. This is Marie Carty, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, Box Cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> I want, to, I want to say a couple of words to you, Ross. I just want to see what your response is. No. Don't say anything to me. I, I no, to, I don't want to hear it. I told you I'm angry. Channel viewers, 9. Viewers will remember a little Channel while... Channel 9. Stop it. You're being silly. <laughs> viewers will remember a little... Uh, I think it was last year sometime. Uh, there was a, a race in Melbourne. A horse race. And Melbourne Cup? No, it was a bit before that. And uh, the horses cool, ran cool, through cool. a couple of flocks of seagulls. And as a result, uh, quite a few falls, quite a few injuries to yep. jockeys. Uh, I Ter- think terrible, terrible business. Yeah, it was it was hideous to watch. Uh, three or four jockeys were thrown quite badly injured. I think uh, perennial favourite Damien Oliver hasn't actually ridden professionally since then, uh, and missed the whole uh, missed the whole spring carnival. It was quite. It was you know there were no deaths or anything, but but I think you'd agree if you saw it, the footage was quite horrific. Which is why I was so surprised to see them play it over and over again on Channel 9 on Magda's Funny Bits. It was... She was a seagull. Disturbing. Well, I discovered that Magda's Funny Bits isn't sketches, but little bits of television with Magda pretending to oh. be Sharon speaking over them. No, they're, they're, yeah, it's, oh, a mix really? of, it's a mix of stuff. Well, I, I, I thought it was just going back through the archives. Oh my god! No, it's 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 kind of this really weird mix of Australia's, uh, you know, Australia's funniest home videos, world's worst wild, ads, wide world of sports, yeah. guy running into the yeah. pommel horse, and then rehashes of fast forward. Right. So, and I was just thinking, you know, we we're talking earlier about Lydia, da 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 da, Big Smith falling <laughs> off, uh, falling over. Maybe that'll be on next week's show. Maybe I, with a bit of a wacky theme and maybe kind of a sound for when her, but when her knee goes. But there weren't any wacky themes during the during that little segment. There weren't any uh, wacky themes. No, there, there weren't any wacky themes during that seagull segment. It was just Magda talking over that horrific footage as her as her hysterical person. What'd she say? As her well, she was being Sharon Strzelecki. Yeah. So I and she know, was. Oh, I remember one time when some girls netball. at netball. Blah 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 blah. It had very little to do with the with with what we were seeing on screen. Yes. Uh, yeah, that, it was terrible. I don't know what kind of a world we live in where uh, where that kind of footage is seen as funny. This show, Magda's Funny Bits, is the worst show that I have ever watched during the ads of Simpsons and Futurama. <laughs> Without a doubt, it is just. Absolutely disgraceful. <laughs> and, you know, this is from a network that prides itself on being, you know, still the one, supposedly. Um, yeah, this was, this was just awful. And you know what? I'm glad to see Channel 9 going for the lowest common denominator with this because Lord knows there aren't enough of them watching Dancing with the Stars on the other channel. This is just, this is just disgraceful. And regular Box Cutters listeners will, will know that last year it was kind of Channel 7 getting my ire up a lot. This year, it's Channel 9, and they better any, pull their socks up. Anything else on Channel 9 that, uh, that angers you? Well, else? it's funny that you should mention that. If you decide you want a new show and mm-hmm. you think, 
oh, maybe a bit of Mythbusters, yeah. a little bit of Spicks and Specs, mm-hmm. a little bit of Brainiac. Mm-hmm. You need to actually put more thought into it than that. That's not the end of the process. You don't just kind of shove them all together and go, hey, I've got a show. Well, and then, well, who, who would do that? Well, Channel 9 with the... Uh, and I can't work out the title. It's called Clever. I'm assuming this must be sarcastic. <laughs> I'm assuming. I don't, I don't actually know. The, the tagline for this is, you won't believe your eyes. And they're right. <laughs> that such I, shite could get onto Sunday night TV in Melbourne. I, I don't believe it at all. A memo to Channel 9. How does it, how's, what, what's the format? It, it's kind of like Mythbusters. Okay. Or no, no, it's more like Brainiac. See, I, I saw about the first five minutes of it. Yeah, it looked like a game show, Girls Against the Boys. It is in a way. They've got they they do this. Well, that's not MythBusters. No, no, no. They do the stunts like on Brainiac, but the teams have to kind of guess what the result of they get like a multiple choice question. So, so they're watching pre-taped stuff. No, 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 no. They say what's more what's more dangerous at a petrol pump. A mobile phone, static electricity, or... Smoking a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the duds that they have, supposedly, as the expert team members, all pick out, you know, A, B, or C. Then they go to some scientist dude who, uh, who proves which one's right and which one's wrong. And, and smoking a mobile phone is actually the, the worst thing you can do at a petrol pump. <laughs> and then they say, oh, While this... rubbing your feet on the car. <laughs> and they say, oh, this team, you, you get three points, this team. That's the end of your show. <laughs> <That's> shit. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> can, I also, can I also point out, during that little bit, Ross, you said uh, they do experiments like on Brainiac. Yes. According to the letters in today's Green Guide, yeah. they do uh, experiments that were on oh, yes. Brainiac. Well, uh, not having watched Brainiac, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Well, it wouldn't uh, surprise apparently, me. Apparently putting the uh, light bulb in the microwave was on uh, Brainiac. And uh, a couple of others. Okay. Keep an eye out for Tina Turner and a Bunsen burner. <laughs> I'm clever. Now, the, the panel that they've got is just shit. And, I mean, it's a rehash of, you know, usual kind of TV regulars that we have in this country that just show how shallow the pool of talent really is in this country. Who they have? Uh, they had Scott Cam, is that his name? Yeah, yeah, from, uh, from uh, the Backyard, backyard Blitz. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Channel 9. Get it through your thick heads. This guy is not a TV star. He might be a good second banana to Jamie Jury. That's it. Be happy with that. That's and really just, saying something as well. And just, do you remember last well, year they tried to... was he carrying the Friday Night Live thing? No, they had him... Last year they had their own Friday show. Yeah, what was it called? Yeah. Um, Our Backyard or something? Pretty, yeah. Freaking. Like it lasted for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy, he, he's not a you TV know, star. You know what Scott Cam's great at? He's great at telling you how to build a patio. Right, and he he is he's very good at that. <laughs> Maybe because that's what he knows. Right. Okay. So if they have him on, you know, how to build a patio, the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. But I'll, we don't need I'll him. Watch that. We don't need him on clever. We don't need him on twenty to one, pretending that he has any idea what they're actually talking about. No. Uh, they had Amanda Keller, who. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up. They had uh, Bert, surprisingly enough, and they had um, Brody Holland, who uh, Collingwood footballer, right? So um, how did they how did they get a Collingwood footballer on? Oh, like? gee, I don't know. I have no idea. But my message to you, Eddie, is stop making the jokes about how you're the boss. Stop recording millionaire. 
get your fucking network in order because it is sinking. You are sinking like a stone. Channel 7 is winning Monday nights, is winning Tuesday nights, is winning Wednesday nights, is winning Thursday nights, and is going to be winning Sunday nights pretty freaking soon if you don't hurry up and step up to the plate and do something. Channel 10 still going to win Friday nights with their Friday nights games. <laughs> is this the first time that uh, Georgia Parker's done something on Channel 9? Yes, I believe so. Could I believe I, she I, was. Could I, could, I, could I just tell the people at Channel 9 no, it's, that it's, if you're going to use Georgie Parker, give her a script. Don't <laughs> let Georgie Parker act freaking Georgie Parker. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, no, well, interestingly, she's been getting the most kind of kudos from the show. People really? have been bagging the show, but have been saying, oh, Georgie Parker did a good job despite. I'm sure she's got a script, just like Sandra Sully has a script for Australia's brainiest idiot. Mm. which uh, next week I notice is Australia's brainiest housemate taking Big Brother housemates from past seasons and pitting them against each other, which clearly I would rather just burn carcasses (laughs) covered in plastic than watch that crap. Well, this week they are amping up the brain power with uh, Liz Ellison, Chloe Maxwell. Um, Great. Clever. Uh, I've had enough of that. I'm angry now too. Excellent. Now, the Olympics are on, but who the hell would know? The Winter Olympics. Because Channel 7 are only showing uh, Winter Olympics from 9.30 to 11.30 at night. What the hell is going on there? I don't know. I'm really lost over that. I don't know. And it's, it's the previous day's... It, it. So basically, we, we we know who's won the medals, and we're watching just the, the visual representation. Apparently, of again, that. according to a Green Guy letter, apparently not if you're checking the Channel Seven website because they're delaying their results as well. Except that, <laughs> well, but, but, but except but, that, but Big Smith would have been on the news, wouldn't he? Well, this is the thing. Now, I love watching the Winter Olympics. You know, there are very few sports that I like watching, but things where people do crazy shit. Yeah, I love. I love watching the biathlon. I don't know why. I just do. It's it's cross country skiing and shooting. Yeah, but it how's amazes the, me. How's the coverage on that? Have they got a heart meter on each of the athletes so you can you can tell where they're at uh, as they're shooting? No, they don't. But they've got close ups of the of the target. They've, it's it's you see how puffed they get. It's it's quite mm-hmm. fascinating. You can't uh, you can't get better than people sliding down a hill on pretty much on a. Board, a bit of board with two razor blades underneath. The sliders, <laughs> a skeleton. I love the sliders. I love the skeleton. I love the the luge. I've never uh, heard of the skeleton before. These guys. No, they, they just made it's it new. up. It's new. It's new. Who cares? It's fantastic. It's for those people that couldn't actually get two people together to be in the team. <laughs> but then we've also got excellent sports like ice hockey. Yes, which we never ever ever get to see and haven't. Uh, and what about just what about all the skiing? You've got the aerials, you've got the jumps, you've got the skiing really really fast downhill. You've got, you've got the got skiing <laughs> over all the bumps. That's my favourite, the moguls, because that that incorporates very difficult skiing with doing crazy jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. You've got the half pipe. You've got all the you know all the you've bomb got smoking the, sports. The new one, <laughs> the uh, the snowboarding race. Yes, <laughs> which they're calling the demolition derby. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's all of this stuff is great, and Channel Seven are just pissing it up a wall. So I was watching the moguls, loving watching the moguls. Like I don't care that we're seeing it a day late. I just like seeing interesting sports on television. Mm-hmm. I think it's something new, and mm-hmm. but very interesting with that that they'd announced that that was it. Dale Begsmith had won the gold, but he was the last one to take well, this his is, run. This is the thing in the in the news item before showing his run. 
they announced that he'd won the gold. So they'd, they'd taken out all <laughs> mystery and suspense. <laughs> Genius. And, and so I'm going, well, you know, I'm still watching it for the... But I actually turned it off because oh, I found okay. out that the suspense is actually part of the watching. I thought I was just watching it for the crazy shit. Really? But I, 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 I didn't think that people would watch sport if they didn't have the suspense. No, apparently... <laughs> I think lost I, that entire I, sentence. I thought your batteries had run out. <laughs> <laughs> I just got into this double negative loop. It was <laughs> melting out of my head. But there is so much coverage that we could be having. And Brett, I've yeah. just realised that I, I have just... Uh, you know, hijack your entire segment. That's fine. That's what, because it's exactly what I was saying. And I can't believe that Channel 7 don't just have a live feed that they stick on the tally between 11 and 5 that that would be getting the audience and would just be... Like, they, the Channel 7 News would be doubling Channel 9's news if, if people were tuned in for the entire day. They would just never get off the, up off the couch. Everybody would be watching it. Everybody would be watching Channel 7 News. And then, and then people, save, save and, the, and the, the after... Instead, Save the 9.30 time slot for the ice dancing that rates the highest. Mm. And show mm. me the bloody ice hockey at 11 o'clock in the morning. But what they're ice doing dancing. instead... Ugh. What they're know, doing instead it, is, is they have this lineup between 11 and, and 4 that they're really promoting strongly as well. Moonlighting, the midday movie... Uh, Blue Healers. Blue, Blue Healers. Uh, it's academic, maybe. Eight Simple yeah, Rules, yeah. Committed... And the thing is, why they're, are they paying, doing that? they're paying for the rights exactly. to show it. Why wouldn't they show it? Because then you would have you would have it on at banks. Uh, you you know when they Down when the they pub when they put televisions in places where you don't usually have televisions, you're getting so many more viewers and in the therefore a, a lot more advertising revenue. I don't know why they would they would, why they would do that. They're ruining perfectly good coverage. I remember the '84 LA Olympics, and we had the TV in the school in the classroom. Yeah. Summer Olympics is a little different, though. And the sports in are more of, boring. Oh, I agree completely. I'd much prefer to watch winter, but in terms of, I don't care uh, how fast someone can throw something. In terms of acceptance, well, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, which I think we'll see with the Commonwealth Games, which will be on pretty much just the whole time. Which and. Most of those sports, I don't give a shit. Mm. I don't, as I said before, I don't care how far someone can throw something. Oh, mm. you can jump far. That's fine. But can you jump far and do a triple turn in the air while grabbing the thing that your <laughs> feet are connected to, <laughs> flipping over two more times and landing on your feet while moving or at 160 kilometres an hour? Alternately, while thinking, oh, shit, I didn't put my skis on. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There is that. You know, I, I just think they're really ruining some, some great chances uh, at building up audience, getting more revenue, and promoting shows that are going to be happening later on in the year. Yeah, yeah. And then after midnight, they could put on the curling for all the stoned people. I love curling. <laughs> I'm mad for Sweep curling. that ice. Sweep that ice. It's such a, quick. It's such it's a ridiculous coming. sport. And yet, you know, I only get to see it once every four years. It's fantastic. Anyway. I, th- I think just about every Winter Olympic sport looks easy. In some way. Like, I think, you know, you're watching the bobsled and you think, I could do that. Bobsled, <laughs> yes. Moguls, no. A dead guy could do <laughs> skeleton. Skeleton. <laughs> or the really fast skiing. They're kind of just leaning over. Or the ski jump. They're just kind of, that'd be easy. Surely I could do oh, that. The, the long distance ski you gotta jump. You've got to have flexible ankles for the ski jump. I really? can't believe how close they are to their skis. Yeah. 
But uh, I guess we'll just have to put it up with that crap from Channel 7 until Monday night when the uh, closing ceremony gets shown at 10.30. Yep. I wish someone sent us some letters, Brett. Do you? Yeah. Just quickly, some letters to box cutters. Mm. God bless Kevin Costner. Yeah, well, you know, he makes some great films. And then some terrible <laughs> I think films. I might have to do a remix on that one. It's pretty long. <laughs> I, there's a short version. Is it? Yeah, I've made a short version. Mm. Uh, I made both. I made a long and a short version. Uh, Rossi, you love uh, Tin Cup for some reason. Oh, Tin Cup's a great film. Now, I've also I've never seen that. So I think uh, Tin I prefer Cup. Tin Men. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tin Cup and Once Were Warriors. The only two films that have that have made me cry. Really? <laughs> really? That's, yeah. Do you cry at Tin Cup in the same way that I cry at Big Daddy? Uh, no, I'm not. You didn't. I'm, you didn't cry because <laughs> I, I haven't seen Big Daddy. Adam, Sand, Adam Sandler's but film he's, he's Big Daddy up against the wall. It's, it's so beautiful. <laughs> I've seen it about five times, and each time, but at the end of it, I'm just bawling my eyes. Well, out. then, then yes, because it's the end of Tin Cup. It's so, when he keeps hitting the ball into the <laughs> into the lake. <laughs> I've got to, so I've got to say it. It's got Rene Russo in it, doesn't it? It does. It's a good film. It's a good film. Anyway, it's it's, it's um uh. Our friend from RMIT, whatever her name was, the lecturer. Ros Berrystone. Ros Berrystone. It's, uh, it's another one of her favourite directors, favourite films. Nice one. Ah, uh, yes. Cool. Letters. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> Terry sent us an email. Uh, Hi, guys. Just want to say I'm enjoying the show and all the best with it. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. That's very mm. nice. Uh, we do it just for you, Terry. We, we really do. do. He was amazed at uh, our frame-by-frame analysis of things that he was missing in Lost last week. Okay. And then he happened upon TV Week and saw that the same thing was listed in TV Week. Oh, uh, really? Terry, they're all ripping us off. And he wonders if TV Week got it from box cutters. I say undoubtedly so. Yep. Was there more in TV Week or was it just the... Oh, it would have just been those two because that's where they're up to on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. So, and we know that there is more uh, later on in the series. But like what? Uh, like what? Oh, there's this uh, there's this bit where uh, Kate uh, Kate comes across everything that's happened on the island that they've experienced written down in a book. <laughs> there's a bit we were talking about with Brett earlier where they get rescued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, that also happens on Prison Break. Or not Gilligan's <laughs> Island. What? But but clearly it was going to happen once I discovered the runway. Yeah, that's that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And when they're all sitting on the plane, <laughs> and it goes well, down hooray, again, we're going home. <laughs> we're going, yeah, it's None, just like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> We've made all of that up, just in case people don't get it. It's satire. Uh, so thanks for your letter, Terry. And also, uh, Gabby wrote in saying that she uh, she's only listened to the last couple of episodes, uh, but she wanted to say hi, and she thinks that we're great. And oh, uh, thanks, Gabby. She also agrees with you, Ross, saying that Lost is one of the most brilliant pieces of television today. And Josh is on crack. And that the orientation video is excellent. Fantastic. Good on you, Gabby. There's more of that coming up, so keep watching. Uh, we have two Man, minutes to talk about Commander really in Chief. really bad radio shows on, but you know they're really, really bad when they have to be a podcast that, like, absolutely no, not even the shittiest community radio station in the world and play them, and they have to do a podcast. Hello. Oh, hi, I'm John Safran, and you're listening to Box Cutters. It's a podcast where all the winners are. I'm sick of Safran talking over me. Can I Thanks, just say John. that? 
I'm sick of it. Talking over you? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I was finishing my sentence and Safran comes in. I don't know from where. I can't see him anywhere. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what I'm sick of. I'm sick of the giggles at the end of that. Yeah, well, you know, I hear they're annoying. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should edit them out. Hey, there's uh, so, something new on the air coming up uh, with the closing of the... Uh, 20, Olympics 20 what 20th Olympiad of Winter Games uh, Commander in Chief Gina Davis plays the President of the United States of America mm-hmm. uh, Donald Sutherland plays the Speaker of the House uh, That's really that's all you need to know that's, she's that's mother and president there's no archery in the show Basically uh, the, the episode on Monday night is first episode sets everything up it, It's not like it's coming in Midway, it all it all starts from here. Okay. When I when I first uh, heard about uh, this show, read that it was coming up, read that it was uh, screening over in the states, I was thinking, okay, so it's just a chicken West Wing, basically. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. No. Far and away, not West Wing. Okay. Um, in fact, in fact, it, it it takes steps that. That she is her own president and she doesn't even need the way. She doesn't even need a script writer. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, She's a super president. Ah, uh, excellent. Oh, yeah, she is. Um, and is it is it more soapy kind of based? Because it, it, it seems a little more soapy based. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a little overwrought, verging on cheesy, and it looks like uh, they'll be taking the opportunity to take on all the issues that affect women because finally a woman is president uh. of the United States. Uh, and uh, they'll be able to uh, fix everything up, and uh, so just to well, stick it to the man. A little more Seventh Heaven than West Wing. I haven't seen Seventh Seventh Heaven, but uh, you know, regardless of of how much Donald Sutherland works against her, who is who I swear is only a cape and a handlebar mustache away from <laughs> away from Dick Dastardly. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's pretty much what, well, what it, Donald Sutherland's playing. Interesting thing with uh, with Commander in Chief mm-hmm. uh, is that after the first three or four episodes, mm-hmm. Stephen Bochco was brought in, uh, who created NYPD Blue, worked on uh, Hill Street Blues, uh, created LA Law. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, he was brought in and uh, asked to change the show around, and he did change it around to be more uh, about her family life and less about problems in Nicaragua. Oh, really? Which yeah. is how it opens up. And, and is that before or after it, it went all Joey in the last couple of weeks? That's before. All Joey. Before it went all Joey. Before oh. it went all Joey. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. So, to so yeah. is he still, is Stephen Botchko still involved in yes, the... Yes, he is. Try to, you know, pry Stephen Botchko's hands away from... Uh, anything that he gets on board with. Yeah. And, oh, you know, okay. I don't think he's, he's done anything really excellent since uh, Cop Rock. And uh, and that was you know early nineties. So a lesser lack. Oh, it was it was a half hour cop show that was also a musical. Musical. <laughs> anyway, this is this is the end of the show. Brett. It's it's great seeing uh, Carl Sakor, uh, who I, I was one of my favourites in Homicide Life on the Streets. Oh, okay. Sure. Yep, yep. I've seen him seen him like in my peripheral vision over the years uh, since then. Also Harry Lennox, who was in Titus and the Matrix uh, franchise. Okay. Um, yeah, looks kind of cheesy, you know. We'll see how how it pans out. But uh, that's on Monday night on the 7 Network at 9.30pm. And that brings us to the end of Box Gutters for another another week. 23. 23. I I, I can't believe we've done that many. That must mean we've almost done six months. 
getting close. Doesn't yeah, feel like six months that we've been doing this. No, it's great. You know, tell us how much you love us. Send us an email to hooray at boxcutters.net. Clearly. Alternately. <laughs> tell us how much you hate us. Yeah, because th- there's been a lot to hate in this episode. A lot of hate. Uh, hooray at boxcutters.net. It's the same email address for both. Love or hate. Uh, thank you very much to Three Triple R, whose studios we use mm. for recording this. They're great. Podcast. Check them out. One hundred two point seven. If you're in Melbourne, Next. or rrr.org.au. You can Next, listen anywhere in the Next world. week we Live. might have some uh, might have some news on t-shirts. Yes, yes. Which in, would be very exciting. In fact, check out boxcutters.net during the week. T-shirts and uh, light switch covers. And light switch covers <laughs> and uh, and teddy bears. <laughs> Quite happy with the mugs. Mugs, mugs look good. Anyway, I, it looks kind of evil. Until then, <laughs> uh, my name is Josh Canal, Ross McQueen, and I continue to be Brett Cropley. Catch us again next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.